Hey everybody, Will Edwards here from Three Square Food Bank and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Boy, are you lucky. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs in a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hello, Louie. Almost Merry Christmas. Almost, almost. This year is got, flying by. If you're watching on YouTube, I've got my incredibly um, over-the-top unicorn Christmas sweater going. Louie does not have a Christmas sweater yet. No, no. So if uh, if you want to send me one as a gift... She'll wear it. Yep, probably. Maybe something with In- a naked cat on it. That would yep. be awesome. Something like that. Because um, it's close to Christmas, we are talking with Mr. Anthony Jameson, one of the co-owners mm-hmm. of Sam Dollar, and they do this beautiful miracle on Spring Mountain. Super kitschy, Yay. fun, Christmassy, Hanukkah-y, holiday-y events going on in Las Vegas near Chinatown. Um, it's an awesome place that lots of locals hang out at. For pandemic Yay. provisions today, we are talking about holiday treats. So for me, it's kind of weird. Um, kind of like how you felt about like the dirty ice cream. I thought that was weird. You're probably going to think this is weird. This goes back to my Portuguese heritage. And growing up uh, for Christmas every single year, and I don't know why only Christmas has happened, they made something called embada. Not to be confused with empanada. Empanada. <laughs> it's empada, E-M-P-A-D-A. Um, it's a Portuguese meat or fish pie. So it's like a savory pie. It is sweet on the outside of the crust, you know, sort of like a pie crust, a little sugary yeah. and like crumbly and dry. And then on the inside, there's fish. Um, a lot of the time salt cod because Portuguese people love their salt cod fish. Um, traditionally, it has chicken, prawns, um, hard boiled eggs uh hearts of palm okay i know it i know it sounds strange but honestly together it tastes really good to me now it is i think sometimes an acquired taste because my mom can't stand them and she's the one that's portuguese in my family like more portuguese than anyone else um i love them probably because as a little kid it was a treat you only got it during the holidays um apparently I have not tried. I'm going to try this year. So I will post it on Instagram. Um, apparently it's quite an arduous, you know, uh, process of making these empada pies. So I will find out this year um, because, you know, it's really important to bring back those old holiday and family memories with food. Oh, Louis, yes. what's yours? Yeah. You know, you, you talked about empadas and like how it's like integral to your um the portuguese culture i'm gonna go with something of the filipino culture i'm gonna go with food for the gods or food of the gods it's basically a date in a nut walnut bar Mm. and it's 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 such a treat though i'm just telling you it comes out every christmas um filipinos naturally have a sweet tooth Mm-hmm. And, um, they love cookies and all sorts of stuff. But when I was growing up, it was either a toss up between that or fruitcake. And fruitcake, I hate. 
<laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. And my mom would get all sorts of fruitcakes, gifts from everybody. Oh. Everybody who comes to our door has like a fruitcake and this fruitcake. And cake why? Would- why? <laughs> it would be in your fridge. And I'm like, it tastes like, it smells like an old man with like that brandy and all that. I couldn't take it. You could drop kick it across Las Vegas and it would still be alive, like when it reached right? the other end. I, I, anyway, I never got the charm of fruitcake. So food for the gods, it is. We are moving on to Miracle on Spring Mountain with Anthony Jamison of Sand Dollar Lounge. Pizza! Booze! Pizza Christmas. <laughs> Louis, today we are chatting with Anthony Jameson of the Sand Dollar Lounge, one of the co-owners there, and also the crazy mind behind Miracle on Spring Mountain that he's going to share with us. Um, something super interesting, Louis, is that he has quite a distinguished hospitality resume, including a stint at the Mickey D's in Tonopah, Nevada. Whoa! Wow. Claim to fame right there. Um, (laughs) How are you? What's going on? Doing good. Um, All right. So, you know what? Since we just brought it up, let's just talk about that. How was your stint at McDonald's? Surprisingly, (laughs) that McDonald's actually is extremely, or was extremely busy because they had a tour bus Mm -hmm. pull in in the summer. So, you'd have like 200 tourists lining up out the door into the street. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't your average McDonald's, but. So where was it in like proximity to uh, the Mitzpah? Is it right next to the Mitzpah? Or is it that the McDonald's no, it's by the, the gas station? It's in the summit when you come into town from oh, okay. the Vegas end of it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So it's not close to the Clown Motel. Because like I'm thinking about like like that little yeah. square. I grew up next to the Clown Motel. No way! <laughs> <laughs> my parents' house is maybe 200 yards from that hotel. Oh my God, I stayed there once. I would say there again, it's, it's an experience. I've actually awesome. never been in one of those rooms. It's crazy. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like I've heard of it. Is it like full of clowns? It's uh, well, there are reception yeah, thousands. area, thousands of clowns. And then um, it's built like the backyard is a graveyard, like a really old graveyard. So it's taught, it's thought to be haunted. Really freaking creepy, basically. Yeah. Awesome. And then Tonopah, Tonopah is very dark. <laughs> You go stargazing there. So, you know, it's like dark when you get there at night. It's like super dark. You, you won't see the graveyard. But. Great. Dark and full of clowns. Yep. I should go there. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, so we're here to talk about the wonderfully kitschy, um, elaborately creative Miracle on Spring Mountain. Um, it's happening right now uh, at the legendary Sand Dollar Lounge. Uh, what's in store for us, Anthony, um, besides Santa and Christmas sweaters? What else? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty full immersive so we decorated over the top obviously this year's budget was a little bit less than it should have been um but we had everything from last year so we just added to it so once you walk inside it's completely different world compared to what the normal sand dollar would be what kind of cocktails are we looking at here i'm guessing lots of specialty christmas cocktail type situations yeah there's 10 specialty cocktails that kind of run the gamut of all versions of like the classic cocktails you have a Martini, a Cosmo, an old fashioned, a flip, kind of cover all the bases, but obviously done with over the top spices and Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We are, of course, interested in the chef pizza pop-ups because we're two chefs. And you have coming up James Trees, Brian Howard, Chris Decker, to name a few, our buddy. Uh, by the way, they've all been guests of Two Sharp Chefs. So that's really cool. These guys in particular are just people that I'm in touch with kind of on a weekly basis, just naturally. And many of them have worked together at some point in their career. So mm -hmm. I figured it's kind of like a friendly competition amongst them to put them all in the same basically room, theoretically. Yeah. And I mean, because these guys, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Chris Decker. Yeah. I'm partial. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to all of them, but Chris Decker. Yeah. Um, I saw his like little mortadella picture. I'm like, ooh, mortadella pizza yeah. sounds so good. Um, is do you have like a favorite or one that you're looking forward to more than others? Or are you gonna like make enemies uh, here? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to pick a favorite and when <laughs> these guys are you obviously Decker taught me how to make pizza, so Decker's my my pizza dad. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and he can't he can't rest, so he's probably sent me 10 or 15 pizzas that he in theory would do. So he just needs to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> just just a little bit, Chris. Just yeah. a little bit. Right. Um, why pizza? Is is that your thing or is it like easier or what's what's the um, premise behind pizza at Christmas? Well, we we do, we only do pizza at the Sandler. Um, okay. We had to build a kitchen to get a gaming license. And then when it got into the building itself, we couldn't get a hood without doing major, major. It would have cost more than the business did to put that hood in. So we had to explore right. hoodless options and okay. it was at the top of that list. Have you given the chefs any guidelines or are you just kind of like go crazy? No, I mean, we're all in a group text. So the shit talking has already started. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. To be on the fly, a fly yeah. on the wall in that group text of men. Right. Oh my God. Is yep. it, does it get really nasty and like chef talky? No, no, they're pretty cordial with each other. Yeah, right. Uh, I lie. <laughs> um, so tell us about the Santa's twerk shop donation booth. And I have a question. Of this? Is it pay to play? <laughs> Who thought of this twerk shop? Um, actually, my we have a pretty eccentric regular customer that came up with the idea last year. Um, and it was interactive. I mean, there was a full-blown stripper pole in the bar that you could climb on and do it, do your thing. Huh. Um, <laughs> and so this year we obviously couldn't have a poll where people were going to be yeah. sharing. Mm -hmm. So it was, he came to me with an idea to put, he wanted to build a snow globe that you could get inside of and take selfies within it using like skylights from an old house. Um, a little far fetched for the timeline that we had. So we came up with the idea of like a shop window, like a bay window you see in classic Christmas. Yeah. 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 And we'll just put the twerk shop inside the bay window. So that's. And so is it like a twerk off or how, mm -hmm. how, like how does a... this work? It's, it's more just the props in there. We got the elf on a shelf are actually physically on the pole and then you can just <laughs> donate through the window. He put a disco ball in. we put some like kaleidoscope lights in there. there and then it also raises money obviously too, right? Yeah. yeah. A twerk mm -hmm. shop contest. It's already raised probably more than it did last year using just a barrel. Wow. Oh, really? Is that the Las Vegas rescue mission? Is that where the money's going? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Uh, all right. So these miracle pop-ups, actually, I read that they started in New York City in 2014. Now they're all over the world. Um, how did you decide to bring them here to Vegas or this one to Vegas? Uh, my partner, Benito, came to us with the idea because he's friends with the PCH location in San Francisco that does it. Mm. And they basically said, if you're not doing it, you're a fool. And so we said, okay. So <laughs> that's really how easy it was. What are some safety protocols in place? Obviously, the 25% uh, mandated has taken everything to an extreme. So we are six foot distancing. <laughs> it's more like 10 foot distancing most of the time now because there's, there's really no wow. need to set tables next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a pretty big space as it is. We're like 3,000 square feet. So it, 50 people in 3,000 square foot isn't hard to keep separate. Yeah. I mean, be honest though. Like I've been out a couple of times since this new situation. It's like pretty hard to drink and eat when like you have to put your mask on. How, how are you handling it? You know, the situation. Delicately. Yeah. We're a dive bar traditionally. So we have some fairly unruly guests sometimes (laughs) and they don't like being told what to do. Right. And um, it creates issues sometimes. And I feel like some of the public hasn't turned on their TV this year and like no clue at all. <laughs> right. Like I know. Crazy. Right? So that's a struggle, but for the most part, it's people are getting on board with it at this point. Yeah. Um, for those of us who, you know, either can't get in, cause obviously at this point you need reservations to go to most restaurants, places, mm-hmm. if you can't get in on that 25% and, or you're maybe like too uncomfortable to be in a space still, um, what are some options? Like, can we pick up pizza? Can we get it to go? That kind of thing. Yeah. All the pizzas definitely to go at all times. Um, and we extended hours. Now we're opening at two in the afternoon to kind of give people more time. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're coming early before say eight o'clock, you almost have the place to yourself. So that's one benefit. Hmm. Unfortunately, the pizza pop-ups are during prime time. Because we're trying to raise uh, as much money as possible. So those uh, are in order to go. Okay. So when does that start then? The pizza pop-up section? Uh, yeah, what time? 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, okay. Not bad. Okay. So we could theoretically call in before 7, order a pizza, get it to go Yeah. at 7-ish. Yeah. Okay. Um, sand dollar. We got to talk a little bit about sand dollar because we actually mm-hmm. tried to get you on last year, but our schedules just never worked. Um, sand dollar. It started in 1976 as a blues bar. Um, and with like BB King and muddy waters, I even had heard that Mick Jagger at one point was there. Uh, it closed in 2013. What made you and your partners want to revive it? Um, so a lot of factors. I, I was personally wanting to open a restaurant since I was a child. So uh, Benito came to me and told me the sand dollars for sale. And, um, you know, it's kind of a stepping stone. If we can, if you can't work with that address, we might be in the wrong business, you know, because it's so, such a good address. It was kind of a cursed location in many people's eyes. I think it was just misrun for so long. Mm-hmm. So we said, let's do it. So 45 days later, we had the keys. Wow. And then what has it been like? Like struggle, fun, struggle and fun. Like what's been the journey? Yeah, all of it. It's it's struggling fun. I mean, any business is going to be struggle. That place in particular was a 
a very much of a struggle. It was pretty run down when we got it. So it's been a work in progress. We didn't have the, you know, big million dollar budgets to just come in there and gut it and redo it. So we've been just building over the years. Um, so you're a hot spot for locals, which is very cool, but more specifically, you're a hot spot to people like us, hospitality peeps. Yeah. I got, uh, I got to say for regular drinking, we go to PTs, but when somebody's like going away and it's a special occasion, it's always the sand dollar. Yes. Nice. That's, that's, that's how special you guys are to us. So. Yes. And something crazy happens every single time I go to sand dollar. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> always but like, crazy stuff. <laughs> always. We can't even tell the stories here. They're so yeah. NSFW. It's not even funny, mm-hmm. but how cool is that to be too cool for school? Because mm-hmm. you are like the place is too cool for school. It's, I mean, it's a good feeling to be recognized by your, your peers, but quite honestly, we didn't know anyone else outside of the industry. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really have a choice. <laughs> didn't know many bankers to come help us out. So, um, I mean, is it just kind of one of those situations where you knew people or, I mean, I guess I think a lot of people would love to know how, what the secret is to be like the place where hospitality peeps. Cause like, you know, we tip well, like we order a lot of drinks. We like to drink. Like yeah. it's a good crowd to have. <laughs> I mean, the, the address is what lends itself mostly to that. I would think if we were yeah. you know, yeah. on the 15 somewhere, you know, they wouldn't come as often. I would say it's, it's just convenient for them to get off work and they can be at the bar in five minutes or less. That's yeah. true. Anthony, did you bring something for show and tell for us? Uh, I did. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know what to bring because I have like every gadget. Please, please. <laughs> it's funny that we talked about McDonald's, so I brought my favorite spatula. Oh, okay. It's simple. <laughs> it's the best spatula ever made, though, because it's 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's paper thin. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically can cut like a knife, and it doesn't rust. It doesn't bend. I use it for everything. And so does that love go to your back down all the way to your McDonald's days? Oh, no. I a lot of spatula use back then. Yeah, flipping burgers, right? Yeah. I use a, I have a giant cast iron, like a 40 inch. I call it the Widowmaker. Uh, And this thing. Where's that? (laughs) I want to see the Widowmaker. (laughs) I can haul it up here. You guys want to see it. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see the Widowmaker. Louie, yeah. you want to see the Widowmaker? Yeah, please. <laughs> Show us. Yeah. yeah, I know. We have a minute. Show us the Widowmaker because yeah. I, I want to see what this looks like. That's crazy. You're going to shit. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. That's the size of a small child, Anthony. You definitely can put a child in there. So, how heavy is that? Uh, probably like 50 pounds. Holy crap. You could definitely like, you could like use that as like for like shoulder presses or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 40 inch pan. So what are you, you cook cooking your it? cast iron? Yeah. <laughs> Same question. Yeah, with your, with your little spatula. <laughs> um, we use a camping mostly. It's this one. Like my grandfather used to be a professional hunter in the fifties and stuff. And they had one that they use for camp cookout. So I learned, I'm like, when did carrying that thing up here? <laughs> right? You're like, oh, my cat's tired. <laughs> so there's, there's one in our family. My dad wasn't ready to give it up yet. So I had to go get my own. And uh, we use it mostly camping or big events. 
I have a fire pit in my backyard. It fits right on top of it perfectly. Uh -huh. So we have a big dinner party. You can do, I don't know, 20 so pounds of mushrooms at once. Yeah. Why, pa why paella. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you name it? Yeah. Why'd you name it Widowmaker though? Yeah. Because uh, you hit your shin on it and it's, you go down. <laughs> <laughs> so you're drinking by the fire and you hit your knee and then you just are fucked, basically. Yeah, it doesn't move, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's the best. Yeah. Of, like the best stainless or cast iron, what do you call it? Yeah, cast iron scraper there is. Is it just from like a restaurant supply store or something? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't remember where I got it. I've had it like 20 years. Oh, those are the best pieces of equipment when you've got it for like 20, 30 years. And then when oh. you lose it, you're like, Whoa! so pissed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. It's such a simple, stupid tool. Though. Yeah, you're so lucky it hasn't walked out of your house yet. Yeah, yeah. a few things have. <laughs> Not your, Does your spatula have a name? Like, is it the Widowmaker's baby or something? <laughs> all right. So we're going to move on to On the Fly. Louie, get your timer ready. Okay. Timer. Anthony, what this is. It's 60 seconds rapid fire questions. You just say the first thing that comes to your mind after we ask you the question. Are you ready for this, Anthony? I hope it's PG. Mm, it's whatever Stop. you want it to be. <laughs> whatever you want it to be. Louis, are you ready? All right, let's do this and go. If you could have one miracle right now, what would it be? End COVID. Right? <laughs> What's your childhood food craving? Tacos. Coolest thing to do in freaking Tonopah, Nevada? Uh, Off-roading. <laughs> Feel good music? Rolling Stones. Favorite order at Mickey D's? Big Mac. No onions. Dream place to travel and eat? San Sebastian, Spain. Oh, yeah. I want to go there so bad. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, olive oil. Can't miss holiday side dish. Shitty canned cranberry sauce. Oh, I hate you. Snobbiest whiskey you love. Uh, lock, stock, and barrel 18-year-old. I'm going to ask one more question, Louis, before you ask the other question. Diviest bar whiskey you love? Hold over holes. What the hell is that? That's Wyatt Earp's favorite whiskey. Best bar food item. Bar food item? Sand dollar pizza, of course. <laughs> there you go. Um, I got to ask you about this. So you guys have this crazy whiskey collection. Um, what are like, what's a whiskey that maybe it doesn't matter whether it's expensive or cheap, but what's one that people don't know of that's like super good? Um, like your fave, the general public, Rowan's Creek bourbon, Rowan's Creek, mm -hmm. more writing that down, describe it a little bit. Like, what's the kind of like notes? Um, soft would be the, it's easy drinking. If you've ever had Basil Hayden, I compare it to that. Huh. Really? A little more full body. Is it in better price point than Basil Hayden? Uh, I think it's, we sell it for the same price probably, but it, I think it's more expensive in real life. Gotcha. Are you whiskey need or whiskey on the rocks? Rocks, always. Yeah, me too. 
Um, last thing, Mr. Anthony Jameson, sell it please for Miracle on Spring Mountain. Uh, what's going on? Tell us the deets. What do people need to know? That kind of thing. It's all the things you love about Sandler with Christmas attached to it. So the, the live music's a little bit cut down at the moment until they lift restrictions, but you can still get live music on Sundays. Um, that might change coming soon, but probably the only bar in America that does live music as often as we do. Mm-hmm. Obviously. It's going on through New Year's Eve, right? Going on through New Year's Eve, possible extension to be announced. Mm-hmm. Wow. Restrictions. Yes, I like that. Very awesome. Got a chef going on, like, what is it, every week? Twice a week, yeah. Wednesdays and Sundays. Twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. Super excited. Um, you can wear your Christmas sweater there, or you could uh-huh. just wear your regular garb, whatevs. I'm looking forward to coming down this year. I did not make it out last year. Um, Louie hopefully will come out as well. And so we are very excited for it. We're happy to have you on, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.